Click bang. Chick Blau. How you like me now? <laughs> Do you want to get your teeth knocked the fuck out? <laughs> oh. Don't fuck with me for clout. Uh. Mm. Chick Blau. I bet I could start a Mandela effect thing where Exhibit was, was uh, the West Coast Wu Tang guy. He was like the only Wu Tang guy on the West Coast. That would be uh he I mean, he would be great on a Wu track. I would imagine that he probably did at some point, we just never heard it. Oh yeah, it but, was just at that point when the floodgates of music opened and they just yeah. started doing everything and you're just like, I don't know. It was like I don't remember two thousand three or something. It was just like yeah. okay, I guess I guess like every artist can do something with like any artist that you've ever imagined and everybody is on everybody's shit. I bet it's, if you looked it up right now, like exhibit has like 13 albums, you know, <laughs> I, bet you, I bet if you looked it up right now, I will bet over under you're going to Google it. Okay. Okay. I will bet that exhibit has had an album in the last three years since 2018. <laughs> that seems so hard to believe, but let's find out. Right. I mean, and Snoop Dogg's had like four albums since 2018. Seven studio albums, the most recent of which was 2012, but he's got one coming in 2021. Well, that counts then. 2021. Wow. He has an album coming up. Of course, 2012 is a long time for He must be doing really well off of that. Um, yeah, he was on that reality show or whatever, right? That, well, yeah, more than that. He was, it was Pimp My Ride, Dave. Oh, and he put out a he put oh yeah that's right and he put out a uh, compilation album in 2015 so that's close enough too. Urban Ammo Three. Like how many how many tracks from Exhibit's catalog could you put together and be like okay here's a best of. I I don't know but I, I just love that uh, in 2011 he put out Urban Ammo Two. But there is no Urban Ammo One listed on on his discography, so that must be some underground that's shit. From, that's I'm from something guessing. else. That's from something you don't need to worry about. That's a that's a trap album. That's like the unoriginal trap album. <clears throat> so what was the concept originally of trap music? Is that it was like uh, it was tax tax money or something like that. Something like that. It, it was. Uh, it was. To, it was to, to launder the money, right? It was right. Laundering. Process. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, it, it was just laundering for for their drugs. Yeah, which I guess makes sense. But somehow, like I don't know, is this almost like uh, like the producers, like it, like it accidentally became popular and then they had to become trap artists? Yeah, I think that that's the thing that happens. It's, yeah, Hitler in springtime, right? Was the name yeah. of the Spring, um, springtime for Hitler? Yeah, springtime for Hitler, and. Um, I think that like, who were the first trap rappers? They were the ones that like that whole generation from Atlanta, right? And yeah. um, from New Orleans. They, I mean, like, so you got to assume that like uh, mystical and like what? Who else? Like Silk the Shocker? I don't know. Like who else? Well, it was be? also I think the Cash Money guys were really a big part of that movement. They're like Juvenile and Baby. Yeah. 
Birdman, whatever, all, all right. those, all those. Guys. Where they were, where um, they were like, oh, no, but we really, truly are drug dealers. That's our normal yeah. job. <laughs> yeah, because there were, but there were, there had always been like Jay Z and all these rappers who were like, "Yo, I'm a drug dealer," uh, and it's like they just they knew just enough about drug dealing to pretend that they're drug dealers. Yeah, and it was part of the act, and then there were like this whole, like you say, this crop of dudes that came on the scene and we're like no we actually literally are drug dealers like i'm I, when i leave this interview i'm gonna go deal drugs because like that's how i make my money <laughs> i like that this is like the opposite of uh what would it be like slander or something like that like you're, you're saying that that guy's <laughs> not a drug dealer <laughs> yo what the fuck you can't be saying shit like that about me, man. you're gonna cost me money yeah. um yeah man Dave, is this what we're destined for as a species? Like, I mean, we, we can't even have the dignity of, like, of the one little vice that we have or, like, the little thing that dulls the feelings of all the, uh, you know, various barbs and, and snares that get caught on you in this, um, you know, capitalistic system that we have to endure, uh, this, like, uh, mirage of convenience that we that we feel like we're lucky to even exist in that is mostly just a million micro challenges every single day just wearing you down like even even that even that like that worn down river rock smooth nub of an existence that we have even that we can't even have the grown-up kind of like feeling of smoking the thing that numbs us now now it's just like we're fully infantilized now it's just gummies Yes. Now we're yeah. like even even that one thing that made us feel like we existed and were alive that would make us cough and like and like acknowledge our humanity and be like you know I feel the smoke that it's in my lungs I feel it come out it's a visceral um, profound experience even that yeah has been replaced and, with a with a with baby behavior yeah and and even the way even the way you get that. Is it has all the rough edges have been sanded off, and now exactly. it's just like it's like essence spa, like <laughs> where you get something like that. It's uh, it's it's just it's very sad. <laughs> I don't I don't know, man. Like it feels like by the time you and I are in our like seventies or something, the whole world for people that age in their seventies is going to be just like walking everything is going to be like you're going to be walking through styrofoam everywhere <laughs> like everything is just going to be styrofoam that gets all over you and keeps you from even like i don't know even even just like touching cement coming anywhere within <laughs> a, like inches of anything that could potentially you know abrate your skin and uh-huh. <laughs> You know, an hour before we started recording, it was just announced that Adam Winger, the director of Godzilla vs. Kong, his next movie, Thundercats. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're getting our childhoods we're fed back to, to ba- us. We're being made to be babies. Yeah. We, had, we, were, we were absolute babies raised from cradle to the grave. <laughs> we're the first baby generation. That should be the name of it. And I gotta say, like, I think I've figured out the real pathology that's happening behind um, baby boomer, you know, psychosis or sociopathy, right? The the idea that um, the baby boomers, not individually, although sure, there are plenty that are sociopaths individually, but not, not, this isn't saying that every baby boomer is a um, 
is a sociopath. What it's saying is that collectively, I've talked to you about this before, right? The 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 book that I read, Generation of Sociopaths, yeah, um, where they um, look at the the entire generation of of the baby boomers and what they did collectively, right? As a as a collective unit, decision making body, people who have been in, in charge of the country basically for like the last forty years, um, or more. And uh, and they said, okay, the behavior of them as a whole fits the DSM manual's, um, uh, you know, criteria for uh, sociopathy. The way that 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 they that it behaves, that that generation, as an it, as a creature, mm-hmm. behaves. It's, it's sociopathic behavior, and people are always wondering, like, why? What was so uniquely bad? And there's a great case that can be made. The the baby boomer generation. It's like the worst generation on record. They've done far and away the most damage to society to the planet to you know human the human cause whatever that is Mm -hmm. um why right like why why them why that moment and there's a lot of uh research on that topic actually and one of the interesting theories that i subscribe to is that there was they caught sort of the tail end imagine if you and i right now not even yet maybe 10 years from now 50 years old when the internet's invented how frustrating mm-hmm. would that be to be like, oh, fuck, this is really cool. This is something that's going to be like really revolutionary. And I'm probably never going to catch up to it. And I'm probably yeah. never going to understand it. I like, can tell oh, this is a big deal, but I just can't figure it out. Fuck, I can't believe I'm going to miss that. I'm going to miss yeah. that. Which, I mean, you know, baby boomers have adapted to the internet and they're very like, you know, again, infantile, infantile way. Like, you know, playing, like playing, um, what is it, Yardville on Facebook or something? Uh, Guard, Garden, Farm, Farmville or Farmville yeah, makes, something like Farmville that. makes a lot more sense than Yardville. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, uh, I think that there's a resentment from the boomer generation upwards to Gen X and millennials because they recognize that we will be the first, maybe the only, but the first and the second generation of of that, that that will experience like almost no physical pain or like <laughs> discomfort or anything like yeah. we will be the first generation the first generations that are that are coated in air conditioning from the moment we were born until the moment we die right mm-hmm. we will be the first ones who will have um you know every vaccine for even you and I even missed out on that you know that people who were like seven years younger than us didn't get the chicken box like that's the, weird isn't that yeah. weird like people who are in their like mid like or, or, or early 30s like millennials like are, are basically did not get chicken pox that's crazy we yeah and so that's over right the idea of like willfully having to be hotter than you want to be at any given moment that's over you don't have to be hotter than you want to be you don't have to be colder than you want to be um getting anywhere on the planet within a matter of 20 hours anywhere but more importantly all of the shit that you actually want to get to within five or six hours like yeah you know like that having to take a train or having to take like a you know a, a sub optimal type of transportation i mean there are still there's still a segment of impoverished people in this country who get like we talked about before actually last last time we recorded can't afford a plane ticket but for the most part people scrape together money that people fly constantly 
mm-hmm. compared to 50 years ago, compared to like the, the height of the baby boom generation, fly way more now than we used to, right? Because it was still an emerging technology then. Imagine how pissed you would be if you saw the the if you if you nutted out the fucking next generation of people that are going to have things materially because materialism matters a lot to you mm-hmm. materially better softer easier cushier lives not i won't say better better is not true because we all know what the fuck is waiting for for like old age for us is going to really really suck and old and and middle age for millennials is going to be really fucking terrible like that the, right. the world is going to be just whatever let's not even talk about that because that's a whole episode unto itself but like but in this interim in this moment for the next 30 years or so we're not you and I aren't going to feel anything we're going to be numbed down even the encroaching inconveniences of the late stages of capitalism that like that 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 impose themselves on us right there'll be some point where all your streaming services are going to do something that annoys you right and mm-hmm. well, that's discomfort but not really just pop a fucking right. gummy and just that's annoyance over. yeah it's just an annoyance but it'll it'll keep encroaching like that right it'll be little cuts here and there but they're not going to be real cuts they're just going to windows be 10 of- updates just constantly every windows fucking day um <laughs> And then like a Windows 10 update like on your um on, on your dialysis machine. And that's how you die. Yeah. And you know <laughs> that would be and, fitting. And then like the, yeah, exactly. Like and that and that's just and that's the way that you die. And instead yeah. of like your parents dying in their like late nineties, you die at like sixty nine. Just mm-hmm. old enough that people are like, ah, he was old even. It's fine. It's fine that he died. But at sixty nine, you're like, "Fuck, man!" I was really hoping to stick around for a little while longer. But yeah. I guess this is the new reality: dying at yeah. sixty nine, or you know, at at fifty one or something for some preventable retarded situation. I still hadn't gotten to those Altman films. Like, I I needed a few more years. You know, <laughs> they're on the list. They just keep getting bumped down. So, what's <laughs> up with you, Dave? Sorry, did I just sidetrack us? Like, how long? That was a. That was it. Was an interesting uh, little little discussion there, sort of. I don't even remember what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm actually just curious, not to, to to continue that. I mean, unless you want to, but I'm curious what you think. Uh, the the thing is that the next generation is getting that we won't have that will annoy us the way the way there was internet for the people before us. Oh man, like what are we going to be pissed about at like fifty? Yeah, I mean, how about this? An no, easy even... one would be like you know something automation related or or something virtual reality related or something like that. But I don't know. That all seems kind of I can't imagine it bothering us in that way. And in the classic like, um, be careful what you wish for, you know, cat's paw kind of way, where it's like the thing that we covet that they get actually turns out to be horrible. You know, same yeah. as the internet, right? Same as the internet. Yeah. Um, so, like, uh, in that classic cat's paw way, I'm going to say that, like, virtually anonymized sex, <laughs> virtually anonymized consensual sex, right, that is going to have like all these different all, all, the 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 entire for a lot of people, a lot of people like me, um, you you spend like a big hunk of your of your life, your teens and your most of your 20s just really trying to fuck like you yeah. really want to get laid and um like it is a 
you know, the reason for all the shit that you do and, and, you know, as trite and corny as that, um, that whole line of thought is, it's, you know, especially during those ages, it's really true. I think that we're like, I think that we're seeing right now, I don't know because I'm not that age, honestly, but I, I'm vaguely aware through Twitter and stuff like that of like what it's like dating right now. And, um, you know, if I'm, if, if I'm to believe the marketing, what it seems like is mostly if you want to go on a date with somebody, it's like you you still want to date because you intend to like meet them and and um or like whatever develop a relationship with them. But there's this like um, it's almost been compartmentalized. Just having sex, just having yeah. sex is like an easy, rote, app-driven um, endeavor. Right, that you can just if I probably imagine that you need to like meet certain thresholds of personality and attractiveness, right? But for the most part, if you just want to fuck, you can fuck. Right. And so, like, I think that going from being compartmentalized away from like normal, healthy, you know, tradition. Let's say traditional because I don't want to brand it healthy or unhealthy, but like or normal or not normal, but just conventional, traditional. Yeah. Um, uh. Uh, relationships right i think that that wall is going to fall apart and it's just going to turn into a thing where that is how you how you it's so it's so weird and and, and yeah all of the animating tension of all of our nights when we were under the age of 25 the idea that why are we even out instead of sitting on your couch watching tv obviously for the opposite sex either people that were dating who wanted to go out or we weren't dating anybody and we wanted to meet somebody right right like so like what happens when that goes away which is the that sort of Faustian bargain I was talking about before where I'm like, okay, yeah, it's like the, the cat's paw, careful what you wish for type shit. Um, it doesn't turn out the way that you want it to. and But I think that we're seeing it the same way that there were like Usenet forums in the 80s. Like there's, <laughs> there's what, are, what are the apps? The um, uh, uh, Grindr and, uh, and um, Bumble, uh, Bumble. I know Bumble's one of them. Bumble so, I think is one, yeah. So like, those are the Usenet forums. Pretty soon it's going to be like apparatus. It's going to be like baked onto your browser bar. You know, it's yeah. just going to be like a thing in the background of like literally like I need to deposit semen right now. Like where can I go to do that right now? And it's it's just going to be like it's going to be the same way. Like how do you get to Google? Sometimes you use your phone. Sometimes you use the Google app. Sometimes you're in the Chrome browser or for me in the safari browser it's it's just like okay but google's always there it's just running in the background i just think it's, I, I just think it's funny like i know obviously you're you're being funny also at the same time but to say it like that just it is such a like a, a mid-20s and in the early 2000s male point of view it's it's like it's so weird to think there's there's an entire 50 percent of the population that will hear that and like just be like wait that's not why yeah, i use that app <laughs> yeah. no, so, I think... that's not why i have tinder on my app <laughs> yeah so that is my thought though i do think that that sex is going to continue to be and you're right maybe it'll be like driven by male um you know, by, by male agency or whatever, but I don't know. I think that that's going to be the thing that'll, that'll be so unrecognizable. Right. Mm. Cause ultimately if somebody popped in here from the year 1975 and was in your life for 
even five minutes hanging out with you, what would be the single baffling, unrecognizable thing where they would be like, what the fuck is that? It would be you pulling out your phone and being connected to all the information in the world. Yeah. That would be like, like what? No frame of reference. Had no idea something like that was coming. Did not think that that would happen. The internet, basically. Just They'd the probably internet. also be pretty confused by Harvey. Like, by, by that breed, particular breed of, of, of animal. They'd think it's like a little demon or something. From 1975. <laughs> there was never a dog like Harvey back then. I'm 100% sure that Benji was Harvey. Harvey was just Benji. And it was in like 1940 or something. I don't think that's accurate at all. Harvey is Benji. Uh, So I was just going to mention um, on another topic, awesome movie year celebrating its 100th episode this week. That's pretty sweet. Here on the All Points West Network. What you're trying to tell me right now, with a fucking straight face, Mm -hmm. is that that doesn't look like Harvey. It looks like Harvey for the most part. I don't think that. That That looks like Harvey. First of all, I think you're looking. That that can't be the original Benji, is it? It's what? It's it's like 4K. That's got to be like a new like remake of of Benji. Google result Benji. Look, that looks exactly like Harvey. That's a cute dog. (laughs) (laughs) That's a dog that's not going to start taking gummies. That's a dog that's going to smoke weed till he dies. You can tell by the look on his face. But wait, have you have you tried um, the the gummies? Are you, yeah. are you popping those? Yeah. Is that I like told your, I told you I I do joint? one like, love that one, and I am out of my fucking mind. Like I don't know what is happening. I, I like I just lose all control of my senses, and it's uh, it's insane. You lose yourself in the music. I lose myself in the music. I like how you have that soundproofing on there. That's cool. Um. And what if I, what if I go ahead and just uh, get even worse? Oh no! <laughs> they take a while to kick in, though, right? That's the thing. But yeah, I just ran out of them the other day. Um, I, I don't do it that often, but when I do it, though, all bets are off. You're gonna be walking around with a boner. <laughs> Possibly. I've got a boner. <laughs> I've got two boners. <laughs> hey, man. Wait, let me tell you. Let me tell you a little something. I want to talk to you about Grubhub. Okay. So Grubhub was established in twenty four. We don't have a Grubhub spot. That'd be funny though. That would be cool. I don't use Grubhub though. I'm hungry. I might use Grubhub right now. <laughs> what do you order on Grubhub? Uh, Chinese food sometimes. Okay. I get chicken wings, which I can't really do anymore because yeah, Chinese high. food is is hard with keto. It is. Um, and uh, yeah, 
Mongolian beef is good sometimes. Mm. You don't like it, or it's not good for keto? Not not good for keto, that's all. Yeah, I mean, I think that you could probably make it, but at a restaurant, it's probably like just pure sugar. Made me flip the fuck out on you. <laughs> put one in your fucking chops. I'll put one inside of your fucking... And that was Angry Street Urchin Boy. <laughs> a a one-man mini play. Starring. What is this? David Michelangelo's. When when you prep something for the show, it like it, it sings. It, it's perfect. Yeah, it's. It, I'm I'm here to to learn and to laugh at you. You know. <laughs> Wait. Like, so you're saying but, that but, this episode is too disorganized? I, I'm just saying that when there's nothing prepped, it's just fucking I gave ridiculous. You a great opening monologue. <laughs> it was great. It was wonderful. I didn't even I didn't even think about it before we got on the on the phone right now. Yeah, I, I think we got feel, into some good stuff there for sure. I am, I honestly feel like when when you and I prep, it's cheating. <laughs> You're the Eminem of of uh, podcast freestyle. Yeah, exactly. It's like no yeah. man, this is off the dome. Yeah, everything of you're hearing is off of the dome, and it, <laughs> you you know it usually really is. Like it's like not even not even making that up. What? How does this? I want you to watch this stuff. And tell me what. I, you, let me not color it. How do you do that? <laughs> wait, just wait. I'm really losing my shit right now. It's really hard. Wait, watch, watch, watch. watch it seems like he's tangling watch. it more. How, how do you do that? <laughs> Dave, just watch this for like five. Please indulge me. Watch, look, 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 why? That's making it worse, right? Isn't that making it worse? <laughs> yeah, it should be. It should be making it worse. Look, gone. <laughs> Tackling the important issues. Oh, God. Oh, my God. How do you explain that? Was it sorcery? I, I, I don't know. I really don't know. That's that's impossible. It just comes <laughs> off. <laughs> All right, Dave. Tell, tell the people what we're watching so that you know it's not so confusing. So it's, give like a so, give like an accurate, you know, but you know, barely thought out, really like quick ratatat description of that thing that we just saw. So this guy had a rope tied to both of his hands and then another rope tied around a pole and he basically tied the ropes together in a way that seems like it should be making them more complicated and more entwined but then as soon as he pulls away the little wrapping it actually undid everything where it was completely undone and then he did it three more times with other things with like an electrical cord an extension cord and and another item and each time it seemed like he was making it more wrapped up more each time yeah each time it just, it just came and right and the, on the out. elegance and the simplicity of when it falls off when it's like okay well 
it, that's it, like that's magic right there. It's no pulling, no tugging, no no unleap on on what do you call it? unlooping, unlooping. Uh huh. That's sorcery. And it's also it's also so- very soothing to watch. Yeah. Very very soothing to watch. It makes you feel like things are gonna work out. <laughs> it makes you feel like things are gonna work out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's funny these things that you send me these these tweets that are just uh, uh, TikTok videos, and it's <laughs> like another another way how the internet is just uh, just filled with stuff that's just nonsense. Like the fact TikTok, do they get anything off of that? Like they create they create a service, people make content for that service, but then the the content goes on another service. But imagine like imagine saying like. Like again, going back to the thing where you're trying to explain it to an alien, right? Right. right. Explain to the, alien, the, the aliens like, so wait, you're on, you're consuming all of these, these app, or the, you're consuming all of these little videos and pictures, uh, and it, this is how it works, and it's temporary, and it's this and that, and you know, you go to whatever the app is, TikTok. And you're like, no, 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 I'm not a fucking pervert. I don't have a TikTok account. (laughs) I watch it on Twitter. (laughs) It's like, what? (laughs) No, I don't have a I don't have a TikTok account. What do I look like? My friend sends a Facebook Messenger embedded message of a tweet of the TikTok. And screen records that (laughs) and sends it to me with the play button on it already. Because it's like emblazoned into it. Ah. <laughs> and who who makes money off this? No oh, one. No. <laughs> no one. But these companies are worth billions of dollars. But not a single person makes money from it. <laughs> it's meaningless. It's completely meaningless. And, even and, the and then we talk about it on a podcast. <laughs> even the th- even the thing that they purport to be making money from <laughs> that has that element of it is like the data. That's meaningless too. <laughs> that means even less. Like no, no, no. You don't understand. This is a data business. And it's like yeah, and that data is trash. And all you have to do is look at your little skybox ads or whatever your Google. <laughs> ads are it's same a, fucking ads every time it's the same fucking ad it's for a horrible looking like eight eight gigabyte video game and every <laughs> reply to the ad in the in the comments is like i downloaded this game and it doesn't look anything like this or, or it's a haha reply <laughs> just laughing at the advertisement <laughs> A little yellow face, just animatedly laughing. It's <laughs> also stupid. God damn it! No, 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 no! I would never download that app. I will just like continually share and consume the content that that app creates away from the app. So this is something you do on your computer? Oh, God, Jesus Christ. Get the fuck away from me. Of course, I would never do this on my computer. My computer's for work. (laughs) Uh, I don't understand what is going on. (laughs) We got any live shows coming up? I wish. 
I was actually just talking about that with someone. Um, no, I was just talking with uh, a filmmaker friend of mine who wants to wants to like rent a, a theater out to show his new film, and uh, I was thinking about you know possibly seeing if we could work together, make it you know a live podcast event and stuff. But um, I mean, that's got we got to start that again soon. Yeah. Once we're all vaccinated. Once we've got the jab. Once we both got in <laughs> them jabs, right? Did you get Gems. your second one? I, I got my second one. I didn't have a single bit of trouble. <laughs> I felt wonderful. I felt wonderful, Master Wayne. I got the second jab. Not all men will do it. Some refuse. <laughs> Others just don't show up for their appointment, Master Wayne. Is that? Am I getting it at all or no? It's Is pretty that... good. It's, I like. It. <laughs> <laughs> it felt. It feels like some of it is a stretch. Like it's, it's a bit right of a stretch. He doesn't always finish off his sentences like this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm. I can do a good Jeffrey Rush. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Exactly. What if exactly. Was, what if this was the kind of podcast where we end on a joke like that? <laughs> I mean, why not? Oh, we were like, uh, <laughs> you know. why don't we just watch some TV for a while, <laughs> like we did last episode? <laughs> just watch an episode of Banshee again. I think that episode that that episode got seven downloads. <laughs> we watch the same episode every episode of Bird Road from now on. Until it catches on. <laughs> there was a podcast that did that. They watched um a really bad uh like a, a, a terrible Adam Sandler movie. I forget which one. And, was it Jack um, and Jill? It might have been Jack and Jill. Uh, I think and I might have heard they about did a pod, that. A dude like he watched it 150 times or something, and uh, he would have like a different guest on every time watching it, and it was like supposed to be like torture. That's pretty fun. I like that. I don't think I would listen to it, but I like the idea. What's your friend's movie about that you're going to make? The one who wants to do the screening? Yeah. I don't I don't know what it's about. Uh, his name's Joe Black, though. He's been on Piecing It Together a bunch of times. Oh, um, yeah, Joe Black. We know Joe Black. Yeah. I, I've seen a few of his films, and uh, this one he just shot like over the last couple of months. So shout out to Joe Black. Um. Do you think if you ask him, he could have one of those scenes where, like, he can maybe do another scene where, like, when Thor is on that rainbow bridge and jumps down with the electricity and fries all the people? It might be. I mean, I, I haven't read the script, so I'm not sure. But actually, now that I think about it, I'm in it. Um, there, there's a scene where there's, like, a uh, like an Unsolved Mysteries-type show in the background. And yeah. I, I did a little voiceover for, uh, for that fake show in the background so uh so there's did you that get um did you get scale for that yes i got lots of scale <laughs> fish scale yeah <laughs> remember when ghostface Gale's next album was just gonna be called fish scale and i was just like what i remember and then you remember he had that interview where he was like, I'm going to put out two albums every year for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what his next album was called, right? After Fish Scale? What? It was called More Fish. 
<laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> I remember. And it was two albums in one year. Yeah. It was two albums in one year. That's a good both, album. Hell yeah. They were both great. They yeah. were both great fucking albums. There's a song on there where um, with that one uh, Amy Winehouse song, I forget what it's called, but um, he just basically raps over the whole song. Like right, he right, just right. took the song and rapped over it. It's great. Yeah. The uh... Meet you at Steel's in the car park. Yeah. Your pussy smells like some cologne. <laughs> God. Hey, yo, why you gotta fuck with me? I fucking hate you. <laughs> it's like something like yeah. that. I don't know. It was something like that. <laughs> Um, did you agree? How about this? Here's a good conversation point, and anybody who knows me on Facebook can pick up off of it. Did you agree or disagree in your experience with my Food City tears that I shared on social media recently that generated what, so much controversy? What was your top tier again? The God tier was Miami, Las Vegas, Austin, and New Orleans, and that's it. The only uh-huh. God tiers are Miami, Las Vegas, Austin, and New Orleans. I think those are, I mean... I agree with all of those, so okay. I, I think you're not too far off. And then the um, next level down was admin, and uh, which is like you know, uh, like got got most of the controls, um, but isn't isn't quite the, uh, the the boss level. Isn't quite you know quite up to snuff. Was New York uh, in there? New York, L.A., Chicago, and Houston. Okay. Eh, Chicago, I don't know, but uh, but de- and I. I I don't even know if I've ever been to Houston, but uh, but definitely New York and L.A. makes sense. Okay. Passable. As in, there are some specific things in each of these places that I'm interested in and that I like to get when I'm there. Mm-hmm. Um, and But like, not like a city, a culture of great food type city. Just like there's stuff there that you can't get other places that is really good. Uh, Orlando, Kansas City, St. Louis, and Philly. I was going to say Philly, those cheesesteaks. The cheesesteaks and a few other things, too. In yeah. Orlando, um, you can get... Orlando is the only place that I really know of, uh, it, out east at least, where you can uh, where you can get really, really good... Um, not Korean, but uh, Vietnamese food. They have a little Vietnam section mm. of Orlando. And then Orlando is also... I think Orlando has passed up New York as the best Puerto Rican food in the States. Mm. In, the actual, in, the, in the States, outside of Puerto Rico. Um, and there's, you got to know where it is, but in, in Orlando, but there is, um, there's good. So that's passable. After that, I had overrated San Francisco, San Diego, Denver, and Washington, DC. I think San Diego is pretty damn good. Actually. Um, what did you, what have you had in San Diego that you liked? Uh, a lot of really good Mexican food. Um, uh, there's a there's a really good like near downtown in the city or like outlying areas. No, in, in, in the city. Area. Yeah, I, I forget no. the name of it, but there's like probably the best Indian restaurant I've ever been to was there. No um, shit, I would not have thought. So of. yeah, I, w- I would definitely raise uh, San Diego a little bit. But we had that private mm. conversation about Washington D.C. Definitely, I, I I've never been there, but I just imagine it just being like it's being at a convention food. center or or right. an airport. It's convention yeah. center food, yeah. It's all just, just like it must be awful. Like lots of wood adornments. Like every every like, <laughs> have you ever seen the the Twitter account uh, non conventional McDonald's? Uh no. <laughs> it's cool. It's a it's a great account. I recommend following it. It just shows architectural pictures of non 
conforming non-traditional mcdonald's like some there's like a mcdonald's that is like a castle mm. and there's like a mcdonald's that is like um like hanging from a cliff and shit like that you know like there's <laughs> mcdonald's all over the place and so anyway that just reminds me of that like because in um in dc like the mcdonald's has like wood adorn would have like wood adornments and be like in a 150 year old building or something like that you know that's awesome but then the food is terrible. It's McDonald's food. Yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> um, Denver, you have no problem with Denver? You've been to Denver a lot. Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, I don't really remember it sticking out as good or bad. It just right. kind of was what it was. And then um, I had five entries in the outright bad category. I don't know if you've been to a lot of these places. Um, so I don't know how much of an opinion opinion you'll have. Atlanta, Charlotte, Tampa, Jacksonville, and Phoenix. Yeah, well, Phoenix I've been to. Um, I would have thought Atlanta would have good food. That's surprising. I would have thought too. I've spent, oh man, in the last like three years, I've spent, I would say, um, a cumulative like four months in Atlanta. Like So I've had like over 200 meals in Atlanta. And uh, no, dude, no. Um, and they have they have what seem like they should be good restaurants, but then like when you get to the nitty gritty, like nice restaurants with cool ambiance, and it feels like you're in a trendy like Austin place or a trendy even like a trendy like I don't know, like a like 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 a Williamsburg type place. Like they have uh-huh. places that look look or feel like Williamsburg because they've copied the aesthetic or whatever. But, um, like, when the food gets to your mouth, it's just not that good. It's mm. bad. It's, like, bad. It's bad food. Like, mm. almost reliably. It's so weird. Um, is Atlanta weird. is the weirdest one. Charlotte is just absent of anything. Charlotte is, like, a city where they just, like, it's like a Sims. It's like Sims. Is Charlotte where weird. I went with Canadian Brian? Do you remember? Is that where he had I family? Think so. I think you went to Raleigh. I think oh, it was Raleigh. Raleigh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which I didn't include here because these are cities that are like of some repute, and I don't. I feel like people don't talk about Raleigh. Mm-hmm. Like nobody really gives a shit about Raleigh. Yeah, but um, was St. Louis even, somewhere on this list? I forget. St. Louis, I had impassable. Oh, Remember you did I have an impassable. The, That's right. Yeah, impassable because specifically I had a good the steak there for sure. I had. I've had good steak there. I've had great barbecue there, and um, uh, yeah. So St. Louis. Just like Kansas City, those are two places where it's like they have a specific thing. Yeah, that they that they do great. Um, Philly has a specific thing; it does great. Orlando, there's two things there that I really like that I can't really find anywhere else. Even in you know what's weird? Even in Miami, you can't find really good Puerto Rican food. That's weird. It's mostly it's mostly bad. Like the Puerto Rican food here is mostly bad. Um, you can't fuck with the Cuban or anything else really. All Miami has the best fucking food man miami and vegas to me new orleans is probably better but like i don't know man we're, we're lucky like most cities our size in this country have dog shit food like we could live in cleveland or we could live in like i don't know we could live in fucking bozeman or some shit like that we could live in fucking portland we could live in portland like what kind of food do they have in portland health food probably and that's it yeah avocado toasts yeah a lot of that stuff yeah or some fucking 
isn't it weird the way cities fall out of trend like you remember I'm, I'm, i mean this is not this is well-worn territory this isn't a novel idea but like what was the coolest city to move to in the 90s when we were young when we were like teens i don't know like seattle or something seattle or? exactly when is the last time that seattle has been like i don't know romanticized in yeah. film or in culture or whatever like made out to be like the shit the spot the place not at go. all not from at all, like period one to like i don't know when 98 maybe when did all those yeah no up? and then it ended and then for a little did, while did, it was uh, portland what was but... the last season what was the last season of frazier that was <laughs> whenever that was <laughs> whenever that was um yeah, I don't know. Why, what to what do you to what do you attribute that? I I have absolutely no I, I have no idea why that happens. I I think everything just went to New York and L.A. That's the only things I hear about. And then Austin it kind of got its moment, you know, when South by Southwest blew up. But um, but yeah, I think everything just became about New York and L.A. It seems like. Have you been? Uh, you know, th- that's funny that you talk about like a migration like that. I don't remember this. I'm not going to do a good job remembering this and I'm not going to Google it. I'll just kind of summarize it. I saw some article where there were these real key indicators of like, you know, receipts, tax dollars paid, etc. of like, um, you know, measuring the film industry. And apparently these key, these key performance indicators suggest that like Atlanta is way closer to LA than people thought. Like, and Atlanta is almost in terms of like the amount of industry that's mm-hmm. happening, of entertainment industry that's happening. Uh, just in 2020, it boomed and it apparently it had been growing for a long time. But people are saying, like, Atlanta, if you look at the, the dollars that are spent, the wages that are paid out, you know, like the, the work being done in the mm-hmm. entertainment industry, apparently, like, Atlanta is, is very, very close. To Southern California in a way that nobody had anticipated. That's pretty surprising, but I think they just fucked that up, right? Because ever since the vote in Georgia this week, it, right. it, it, aren't they all like pulling out all the kind of Hollywoody entertainment things? They have to because of their constituencies, yeah. because of who they who they who they report to. They can't be. But then again, I feel like something like that happened with, in North Carolina a few years ago, and I don't know how much it affected them. I mean, North Carolina does not have. North Carolina has sports, and I think a bunch of sporting events pulled out. You know what? I don't know enough to comment. I didn't. Uh, I didn't follow up with that. I didn't give a shit enough about that topic to you know, whatever. Um, but isn't that weird? I mean, and then you see. I was trying to explain this to my wife as I was forcing her to watch the Snyder Cut. Um, <laughs> okay. I didn't force her to watch the Snyder Cut. We wa- we had it on for like thirty minutes. Her brother and I were going to watch it together, and her and I ended up watching just a little bit of it. I say that to get to this point. I was trying to like, I'm not a big Zack Snyder fan, but I think he um, he isn't contrary to like most of the Marvel directors or whatever. He's an artist that has a perspective and a depth. Mm-hmm. So like, I was trying to point to I was trying to point out, and there's like a scene where it's it's a nothing scene, but it was like um. I think the character Cyborg is meeting with Wonder Woman on a street in Gotham. And there yeah. was this depth and layering to the streets, just to the way it looked, the visual design. 
and it wasn't CGI. It was like a real street, but they took the time to make the street have layers and have depth and just like the moon felt like it was a thousand miles away and then like the next block over felt like it was like a block away uh-huh. and everything everything had texture, you know? Yeah. And I was like, in a Marvel movie, this would be like an anonymous at downtown Atlanta, just like gray building, gray street great building you know that's all that that it would be and and it would be filmed like two-dimensionally like yeah a everything side, looks like flat. a side scroller like yeah. a mega man or some shit like that it would be filmed like that and then and then like the building would crack and crumble and be destroyed or some some crazy cgi shit and <clears throat> I, I i was trying to to explain to her like this guy is a little bit more of an artist. I forget what was the point we were talking about. I I don't know how you got onto that. I I to be I was like listening. I was like I have no idea why he just brought this up. I don't know. There was a <laughs> there was a metaphor somewhere. Let's listen back. Restore the Snyder cut, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I had something to do with that. It was um, it was me mansplaining movies to my wife. <laughs> And then she just walks out of the room. She literally just stands up and leaves. You haven't and seen her I'm since. Like, I'm like Bruce Willis in The Sixth Sense, where the wife just gets up and walks away from him, and he's like, "I I I I walk around this house after after the kid falls asleep. Sometimes I walk around this house thinking I'm dead because it's just like, hello, is anybody here? Do you hear me? Do you hear me?" Like, no, I've shut I've shut off for you for the day. You're done. You had your chance from 7 a.m. up until 8 p.m. Now, persona non grata. Persona non grata. Persona non grata. Persona non grata. <laughs> I'm gonna subtitle this "Laughs Racistly." <laughs> you think that shit's really cute? Huh? I'm that, not even sure that, what, what 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 that Speedy <laughs> Gonzalez shit. You think that's real fucking funny, huh? Oh, look at him! Look at him disgrace his race. I'm pretty sure people love. Why don't Speedy you compose Gonzalez. yourself? Why don't you compose yourself first? I just Before did. Get back on the microphone. <laughs> Lapping the laugh of a thousand uh, fucking crosses burning. <laughs> what was your favorite um, movie in 1999? My number one all time favorite movie? Or the, my favorite movie that came out in 99? 99. How about this? Being John in the year probably. in the year nineteen ninety nine. What was your favorite movie of your life? Yeah, that's that's the harder question. Like I'm trying to think if I was still, uh, if I would have still had Evil Dead two as my answer at that point, or or if it was something a little more recent. I don't know. That's really tough. I think I think my favorite of the year though would be being John Malkovich. Like in retrospect, looking back. Do you have a really at any point in you know from when you start to develop taste 
do you have any point where you were where your favorite thing was just horrible was absolutely terrible and now thinking back on it you're like i can't believe that that was my favorite thing um i've had my fan on the whole episode (laughs) i I can't hear it that's surprising um i i mean i don't know if it was my favorite number one favorite and i'm not embarrassed about it but the earnest movies um even some of the later ones that is bad you should be a little more embarrassed nah I'm, i'm never embarrassed about that kind of stuff i mean there's like being cute and then there's also like no, I genuinely like love them. Having like a semblance of decorum. Yeah. <laughs> People rely on you to have taste. Like you're literally, there's not much that you have to do in life, but get it right when it comes to movies. Yeah. I mean, like just get it right. People don't even ask you to show up anywhere. Uh-huh. Nobody's asking anything from you. You have the lowest bar of commitment of any human being in the world people just want to occasionally hear from you yeah about whether a movie was good or not and you take that responsibility and with it like the earnest movies are you saying that you want to join me for a breaking it apart episode on the earnest movies is that, is that what you're saying? do it right now i'll tell you right now <laughs> i haven't watched Hope. one of those in at least 15 years maybe 20 Oh, I'll tell you what what ended. I'll give you one. Cloverfield, the first Cloverfield. Amazing. I love that movie. Um, that was a clearly like where you're like uh oh, what's another one? Starship Troopers. Any movie where somebody's grabbing the camera and being like, "Come with me. We're going over here." You know, and pulls the pulls you along uh-huh. with them. Yeah, that. Wait, wait, that that what? You're breaking it apart, right? <laughs> so like but wait, what are we breaking well, things apart? Things that it ended up influencing. The things that the Ernest movies ended up influencing. <laughs> like what they created. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I didn't but follow I, along with what you were doing there. But yeah, like the that, Ernest movies came and in, in Ernest, Ernest was always like kind of grabbing the camera. Breaking the burned, fourth wall, yeah. Breaking the fourth wall towards you and like, you know, leading you around the movie and the plot. <laughs> And then, like, that with found footage, I guess maybe Blair Witch might have been the first where they're like, come yeah. on, we're here, we hear a noise, come with us. You I, know, love it. <laughs> I love it. Why was that so hard for you to wrap your mind I don't know. It, it was, was like, like one thing led into another into another, and I didn't realize that they were all connected there. That was very, uh, you, you really got me off guard. But, but yeah, I like you it. you thought I was so fucked up that you thought that I wasn't like me. Yeah, sense. I didn't think you were, I thought you were talking all baboon. <laughs> You're talking to my guy all wrong. It's the wrong town. <laughs> How about that for a movie that uh, that I I loved? <laughs> what if we are? What if we're his family? <laughs> or bench warmers? <laughs> bench. Oh, you better you better mind your tongue with that movie. All right. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> because you start talking shit about bench warmers. Don't I don't want other people to know about bench warmers. Yeah, I know. That's our thing. Was that the last movie that the Napoleon Dynamite guy ever made? He <laughs> was done after that, right? Uh no, he's been in some stuff. But he he never he hasn't had anything big lately. The the director though has like a new documentary out or something. It's like a serious thing. It's like about the Mormon church or something. 
probably probably great. I'm sure that they're writing about that in Vegas, huh? Yeah. With all the all the mornies. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Oh, I remember now. Wasn't I saying something about? No, that's not it. <laughs> that's, not... that's a good place to stop it. <laughs> 